Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick, and on today's episode, we'll be talking like it's an NPR show. I'm kidding. I would never be that soft-spoken. It's just, there's no emotion. There's no emotion. And this show is all about emotion. And boy, oh fucking boy, do we have a doozy of a show. Because it, it, it was Comic-Con this weekend. And I just got a dump, a dump of stuff for you guys today. And Comic-Con is ending as we record. Uh, it's Sunday night. And shit, there was a a lot going on in in terms of, I mean, Comic-Con and non-Comic-Con. But let's, uh, let's kind of just talk about, let's just kind of talk about video games here for a second. Uh, I do want to make a correction. Uh, based off last week's episode, I did say that the Switch Lite would uh, come out in November. I was mistaken. It actually releases September 20th, so a lot sooner than than you thought. And then I thought I was uh, misquoting there, so I just I just want to make that correction. Speaking of Switches, Luigi's Mansion 3 was announced to be releasing on Halloween Day this year. And again, also with Switch redesigns, uh, Nintendo announced a new a, a new refresh of the regular switch and it uh, essentially it just has a longer battery life uh, the original switch uh, had estimated 2.5 to 6.5 hours uh, undocked this new one is expected to have 4.5 to 9 hours this model will be differentiated by the bright red box as opposed to the red and white box on the previous model also look for model numbers that begin with HAC-001 and serial numbers that begin with XKW. Uh, that's expected to launch mid-August. So if you're waiting on a Switch, maybe just wait till August to get that one. Uh, longer battery life if you plan to play it undocked quite a bit. I know a lot of people are totally into Plants vs. Zombies. Plants vs. Zombies 3 or Garden Warfare 3 is apparently in active development and you are able to sign up for the pre-alpha right now. So if you're a big fan of the uh, Plants vs. Zombie franchise, uh, they've been quite, pretty quiet lately. You can go online now and I, I'm pretty sure on EA's website or somewhere you can find it to sign up for that, for that pre-alpha testing. Got some sad news over at id Software. Uh, Tom Willits, is, who has the, been the studio director for quite a long time now, is actually leaving the studio after about 24 years. He, he started back in the uh, John Carmack days and was the game director on Rage 2 and the most recent Doom, Wolfenstein, even the upcoming Doom. And uh, he's leaving the studio, going on to Greener Pastures, seems like. Uh, Tim, Tim Willits, excuse me, I said Tom, Tim Willits. He'll be missed. He's influenced uh, quite a number of games over the years, and many that I've I've thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. And uh, last bit of gaming news here before we move on to some minor stuff before the Comic-Con blowout. Uh, GameStop announced that they are uh, looking to create new store concepts, and these concepts... Uh, are their, uh, this is a quote from them, piloting new and streamlined physical store concepts, introducing new ways for gamers to try new titles before they buy them, whatever the fuck that means. Um, and then also, quote, competitive sessions in homegrown e-leagues to locations that sell strictly retro gaming software and hardware. Oh, okay. I mean, GameStop's been just not doing well over the last year. Last year they, they posted major losses. They had trouble finding a CEO a few months back. Their stock has plummeted nearly 20, 20, 20 percent, uh, if not more. And it, it's that they really need to work on who am I saying? I can't give advice like that. I don't know. But what, what they need to do is they need to figure out a way to bring people back because obviously everyone's switching to digital as time moves on and a lot of people just store stuff in the cloud if they don't have it downloaded to their actual device, which 
is expected. I mean, I, I have a bunch of games in the cloud. On top of, though, I do have a, a large physical collection. I still like physical discs when it comes to buying games because you can get collector's editions and other awesome uh, different things that come with physical editions that don't come with the digital editions. Steelbooks, for one, are something I'm very obsessed with. But it, it'll be interesting to see how this affects the business moving forward, if this helps them. Uh, they just announced that all their Think Geek stores are going to be closing. They're going to be merging them more in with the GameStop locations. So it'll, it'll be interesting. The one thing, though, is the locations that sell strictly retro gaming software and hardware. Is that sustainable? I mean, I know retro gaming's big again, and GameStop just recently started taking old games and hardware, but it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out. Anyway, that's it for video game news. Let's uh, let's kind of get through some some stuff that was announced before Comic Con because we have a shit ton of Comic Con stuff to talk about. Uh, first bit of news, and in, in no shock here, but Stranger Things has been renewed for season four. Oh my god, I'm so shocked. Yeah, no no surprise. Like we reported last week, it it blew through normal Netflix viewing numbers. So no surprise that they would renew it. And I'm sure the the Duffer brothers have a, have a plan in place for the story and, and where it's going to go. I got some news out of... Uh, so we, we announced a while back that The Flash had gotten another new director. Uh, his name's Andy Machete. Uh, he's directing, uh, directing It 2, and he did the first It. Uh, he announced that he wants to take a few months off after It uh, before he starts working on The Flash. So more than likely another delay. It's not. It's unfortunate, but hey, as long as they delay to make sure this movie is good, I have no qualms with that. Zero. Uh, Ezra Miller is still expected to star as Barry Allen. We also got our first trailer for The King's Man, which is the prequel to the Kingsman Secret Service movies. Uh, looks really good. Uh, looks like it's going to be set during World War One. I uh, got an idea of, of how this the that organization gets kind of set up and. And how they interact with different world governments. Looks like it's going to be going all over the place. I'm very excited. Not a whole lot going on, of course, because, again, it's a teaser and that movie doesn't come out for a long time. So they're they're only going to show off a, a little bit just to get the, the hype started. Almost like a trickle, a drip, if you will, until things really start heating up as we get closer and closer to the end of the year. But that's... That's it on that. Uh, I, I urge you guys to go check it out. If you're a fan of those movies, I would go check out the trailer. Uh, it'll probably tickle your fancy, as I use a, a turn of phrase there. The internet exploded last week over another controversy regarding a report that the Daily Mail put out saying that Lashana Lynch had been cast as 007 uh, to take over from Daniel Craig in Bond 25 and then be the future of the franchise. Of course, everyone lost their shit because she is a, a black woman, a British black woman. Uh, you might know her. Uh, she played uh, Monica, not Monica Rambeau. Um, she played Captain Marvel's best friend in Captain Marvel. And the, the story, so she wouldn't be replacing James Bond. She would just be getting the title of 007. Now, this is unconfirmed. MGM and Sony and, and, and Broccoli Productions have, have not confirmed, denied, or, or said anything on the matter. So I, I don't think it's true for that matter. It's being reported by a tabloid, a British tabloid at that, who are just as bad as American tabloids, if not worse. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous that people just knee-jerk reaction. Now, I have no issue with that because it's not James Bond. She's taking the, the title of 007. 007 is a title. If we had gone to Jane Bond, I don't think I'd be upset. I, I'd be maybe, maybe a tiny bit upset. I wouldn't be outraged. I wouldn't be mad. It, it's ridiculous that that people are, are, are starting to act this way. Now, granted, it would go against all the books written by Ian Fleming. And his whole thing was about a, a based off his life as a spy in World War II. So they could change it up. Now... My only thing is, if they went with a girl, they'd have to start over from scratch, and they'd kind of have to go, I don't know, maybe a Dr. No route or something like that, or a new Goldfinger, which I, I, I don't really want to tarnish on, on some of the great Bond movies either. But you kind of have to think about how would they would start over, or would they just do entirely new stories, which is perfectly fine as well. The only thing is, the whole idea about James Bond is he's this suave guy, and 
well dressed and but but a player and just can take women and and have his way with them. Now you can get the suave part. You can get the well dressed on on a girl. It's just society still has issues with women who sleep around with a lot of men. And would they change that with her character? Would it disenfranchise the movie from the general audiences? You know, it's it's there's a lot of things that would have to change that you'd almost take away from the the idea of what James Bond is, and that's the problem. And that's where we we get into some some things that would hurt the film ultimately. And 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 I, I want to see something different with it. It, it, the, the Bond franchise should always be evolving, always adapting to fit modern standards, uh, uh, but still be a spy movie. The only problem, though, is, yes, Bond is a bit misogynistic, just a tad, if you will, if not quite a bit, which those are completely two ends of the spectrum, but that's fine. That's It depends on the movie, <laughs> really. But that type of thing is frowned upon by general audiences when it comes to women, and that's the problem. If you try to do that, which I would welcome, the general audiences would not like it and would poo-poo it, and all these groups would be like, oh, look at this woman, she's a whore, she's a slut, and in reality, no, she's just being what James Bond did just as a female version. Bunch of fucking assholes and hypocrites is what they are. But again, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later as... It was not confirmed. It it's hasn't been commented on. It's still a rumor right now. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on that. Because again, it's it's we'll find out soon when the movie comes out early next year. Uh, I don't know if Disney announced this or who leaked it or whatever, but it, it someone came out with, with the, the figures of what it costs what it cost Disney to film an episode of The Mandalorian. And came out to about fifteen million per episode which puts it at around $120 million for the whole show, which is insane because that's like the budget of a movie. That, that's reaching Game of Thrones territory here, which makes me very excited for the show and shows that they have high production value, means they care, and they want you to really see it as a uh, in, the, in the Star Wars universe. And that's, that's something that's important because without that, without, without a high... Uh, without a high production value, I don't think they would have been able to. I don't think they would have been able to 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 achieve that accurately in a live action in a live action film uh, series like that. You you kind of need to have a high high production value for live action to make it seem legitimate, especially when it comes to Star Wars, because people will start to poke ho- holes in things when it doesn't look right, and 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 things like that. So I'm I'm excited. I'm happy Disney's throwing their weight around. Turn let's uh let's see though how how that works out and if enough people sign up for Disney Plus though. That though, that get does get me excited for that that kind of production going in, as I've stated. Uh staying on the Disney train here. Uh after it was announced that we got our new Ariel for the Little Mermaid remake, there are now rumors circulating that Harry Styles is in line for Prince Eric. Uh Harry Styles, former member of One Republic. Or, no, not One Republic. Uh, what's that stupid boy band from England that he was a part of? Anyway, uh, and then Javier, 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 Jesus Christ, Javier Bardem is in talks to play King Triton, Ariel's father. I'd, I'd like that. Javier, Javier, why do I keep saying Javier? Javier Bardem is a great actor. Been in a lot of good things. Been in the Disney family before. Uh, he was in the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie, so he knows what to expect on a big budget film like that. I, I would welcome it. I would totally welcome it. And uh, this came out of uh, before Comic-Con as well, but the man behind The Man in the High Castle, the, the executive producer or showrunner there, is working on a live-action version of the Warhammer series, uh, War, Warhammer 40K, uh, which is a video game and actually started as a tabletop game. Uh, no word yet on if... Uh, uh, network or streaming services picked it up but it will be uh you can expect it to be very good because man in the high castle is a great show so he he knew how to take a a work and adapt it for for tv so that that, that's a person i would trust with with a franchise that people might might enjoy and i know a lot of people enjoy that franchise so that's someone they should be happy about who's in, in charge essentially 
We also found out that Space Jam 2 has gotten a new director in the form of Malcolm D. Lee. I thought this movie was already in production. How, how are you getting a director this late in the game? That's not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. And uh, unfortunately, a crew member was killed, a stunt performer, I should say, on the set of Titans Season 2. Uh, it wasn't even during a stunt. It was actually pre, pre-filming. They were trying to get the stunt ready. Uh, production did shut down for a few days. It is unfortunate. It is saddened. I, I, I send condolences to his family and friends and the, and the other crew members who knew him. Stunt performers do not get enough recognition in Hollywood. Not at all. Uh, unfortunately, they did not release his name at the time of this recording. And it, it, it's unfortunate that this happens. They put their lives on the line. Not all the time, but in some instances, uh, to make sure that our our big fancy movie stars don't get hurt. And uh, again, they they do not get enough recognition because most of the time it's them that you see on camera in those scenes. Not not your big stars, unless it's stars that are known for doing their own stunts. And and sometimes things can go haywire, like, like what happened on the set of The Crow when Brandon Lee was killed, the son of Bruce Lee. So... It, it, it's unfortunate that this happened, and hopefully it, it doesn't affect the show, because that will affect a lot of other people's lives, not just the actors, but crew members as well. And it, it, it's just something that we hope doesn't uh, deter Warner Brothers from keeping the show alive, as costs will go up, insurance costs will go up, things like this. So let's hope, for the sake of everyone, that everything turns up, up good after this debacle. And while this was technically part of Comic-Con, it's not exactly Comic-Con, but Endgame, uh, Avengers Endgame, officially became the highest grossing movie of all time, surpassing Avatar's previous record of the previous record of 2,789 million and Avengers Endgame is now sitting at 2,791 million. Still not number 1 in the US. That still is Force Awakens with over $900 million, as Avengers only did around eight, uh, 855 domestic, $855 million. Don't get me wrong, that's crazy. But it is officially the highest grossing movie of all time. And, which is funny, it's 10 years after Avatar came out. Anyway, uh, the Emmy nominations were announced this past week. You can go and look for yourself. A couple couple Game of Thrones actors had to submit their... their um, consideration in consideration themselves which is kind of weird uh, they all got nominated actually which is which is even better but hbo leads the pack with 137 total nominations followed by netflix with 117 and nbc in a distant third with 58 nominations uh overall though uh the highest show was game of thrones obviously with 32 nominations the marvelous miss Maisel at amazon got 20 and then Chernobyl for HBO got 19 nominations itself. But that is it for our normal news portion of the show. Now, now we go into our Comic-Con blowout. Our Comic-Con extravaganza. Our Comic-Con explosion. Because a shit ton of news dropped. And Warner Brothers wasn't even there with any of their big movies. So that, that tells you a lot. And uh, we're we're kind of gonna we're kind of gonna go day by day here how things kind of came out by day, not kind of by grouping them all together by studio and things like this. Um, granted, we'll we'll end mostly with with a lot of the Marvel news and a lot of uh, and then some DC TV news, and then we'll actually talk about the Lion King at the end because I I did see it this weekend. But but let's get into uh, let's get into Comic Con. So. Uh, it all started on Thursday. Well, big big blowout there the, the first day. First big trailer of the day was the Terminator Dark Fate uh, came to Hall H and and with a panel. Uh, Arnold and Linda Hamilton were there. Unfortunately, James Cameron was not able to be there as he's filming one of the Avatar sequels. But they did come with new footage, a behind the scenes featurette, and some other things. While uh, while there, James Cameron confirmed that Edward Furlong will be back as John Connor. Uh, Schwarzenegger is playing... Uh, he's either playing the original Terminator or an original T-800, uh, T-800 model uh, that, that hasn't 
really been nailed down or confirmed totally. I, I don't understand how he'd be the original Terminator since since he would have been killed at the end of the first Terminator movie. Definitely not the Terminator from Terminator 2 because he sacrificed himself into a, a, a vat of molten, molten metal. But that we don't know. We don't know yet. Uh, second thing to come out, and this was during Conan's uh, show later in the evening. Uh, Conan O'Brien always does uh, a lot of stuff at Comic-Con. But he dropped the bomb by bringing out Tom Cruise and a teaser trailer for Top Gun Maverick, which looks really cool, and it's already stirring controversy controversy by changing some patches on Maverick's jacket. So they have removed images of a Taiwanese flag and a Japanese flag, more than likely because China and possibly losing out on Chinese profits because China doesn't like Taiwan or Japan. Already changing things up because you got to meet the demands of a global market. I would have said, fuck that. I don't give a shit. Top Gun will make enough money on its own in the U.S. That is a purely American movie. I don't see how that could appeal completely to, to foreign audiences. Yes, I know it's Tom Cruise and he's a bankable star overseas, but Top Gun is a purely American movie. Hell, the first one was just a giant advertisement for, for the Air Force and the Marines and the Navy. Like, enrollment in, in those branches of the military, like, skyrocketed after that movie. I, I don't see how this could be really as bankable as other Tom Cruise movies overseas. That That's my only thing. That comes out early next year. Also on Thursday, uh, it was announced that for Batman Beyond's 20th anniversary, there will be a Blu-ray box set. Uh, it will feature all 52 episodes, uh, as well as the Return of the Joker movie. Uh, it comes with a chrome Terry McGinnis Batman pop figure and some other special features. It's going to be $100. Uh, it will be a remaster of almost all 52 episodes. It's about 41 episodes. Uh, and then the, the other 11 did not get a, a traditional remaster as their originals had been uh, damaged too much over time. So they, they got some other kind of enhancement. Uh, it still looks better than the original, though. And during the panel announcement for this, Bruce Tim, the creator of the series and creator of Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, uh, Superman the series, you know, hinted at a possible fifth season for Batman Beyond. A fifth season for Batman Beyond. And, you know... The things that happened with Young Justice and other shows, especially being on DC Universe, I wouldn't be shocked if it came to DC Universe. Probably in, in two years' time, uh, knowing how animation needs time to be done and everything like that. So, I for one would welcome Terry McGinnis back. I'm sure the rest of the community would. Uh, he's had a bit, a bit of a resurgence in the comics as well, so I'd be great to see that. Moving on to Friday, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was announced that it will definitely end with Season 7 next year. I don't know what the hell they're doing this year. Uh, that show's just gone completely off the rails. Any tie it had with the, the MCU before is just gone now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Jane Silent Bob reboot got a trailer. There were so many cameos in this fucking trailer. Uh, ben Affleck is back as, as uh, oh, what's his name? Anyway, uh, Jason Biggs is back. James Vanderbeek, uh, of course, reprising them, them their roles as themselves, who played Bluntman and Chronic in the Bluntman and Chronic movie being made back in the Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and obviously now the movie's being rebooted, and that's what uh, that's what Jane Silent Bob are going to st uh, stop now. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was in it. Jason Lee is back, so it, it's uh, an all-star cast. Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth is back. I I cannot fucking wait for this movie. It comes out in. November or October, I love the askew, view askew, askew universe. View askew universe, that's what it is. I've pretty much seen all but one of the the Kevin Smith, Jane Silent Bob movies. I've, I've only never seen Chasing Amy. And that's something I, I cannot wait for. I really cannot wait for. Netflix also announced that the toys that made us will be getting a season three. Uh, along with some of the new toys, including WWE, My Little Pony, things like this. Uh, no word on a release date. Uh, we got a trailer for the Witcher series on Netflix as well, coming uh, early 2020 with Henry Cavill looking fucking yoked as Geralt of Rivia. Uh, looks to be... So they're adapting the books, not the games. And it looks fun. Looks like uh, they might have a potential Game of Thrones 
caliber show on their hands. And then uh, the last bit of news on Friday night. This was insane. Brandon Routh will be suiting up as Superman once again. This time, though, instead of being uh, the Superman from Superman Returns, he will be playing a version of Kingdom Come Superman, which was confirmed on Saturday night, uh, in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover for the Arrowverse later this year. That's pretty fucking awesome. I mean, they've already hinted at him being Superman in the past, but it's really cool that he's going to share the screen with Tyler Hoechlin as well as Superman in the Crisis later this year. Uh, and of course, all five Arrowverse shows will be part of the crossover this year. Supergirl, Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, and The Flash. Also announced on, on Friday, Halloween will be getting two sequels. Halloween itself was a sequel to the original, and it will be getting Halloween Kills on October 16th of 2020, and then Halloween Ends on October 15th, 2021, which will presumably be the final end of the story of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. As, I mean, you can't put an end in the title and not expect it to, to be not be the, the end, right? I mean, you'd hope. And you guys have been listening to the show for a long time, so you know I really enjoyed the Halloween movie last year. thought it was one of the best movies of the year. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. A lot of excited to see where it goes from here. You're going to be hearing that a lot, especially... Especially when we get to some more Marvel news. Uh, Tom King was being interviewed by IGN and said that uh, because he's co-writing the New Gods movie uh, with Ava DuVernay, uh, he just came off the amazing Mr. Miracle miniseries, which I actually just finished, which honestly is one of the best comic miniseries I've read in I don't know how long. Amazing. I urge you to pick it up. And uh, he said that the New Gods movie will be just Jack Kirby'd out. Uh, Jack Kirby, yes, he's more famous for working for Marvel. He did have a brief stint at DC where he created the new gods, Darkseid, things like this. And he he wants to make Jack Kirby shine through this movie, which is really funny because Marvel announced The Eternals, which is essentially a property created by Jack Kirby after he went back to Marvel and kind of based them on his new god designs when he was at DC. So we're going to have those competing movies in a couple years. Also got news that we'll be getting a Kylo Ren prequel book uh, to tell about his story after he leaves Luke's Jedi Praxium or Jedi Academy. Uh, We'll also be getting a Knights of Ren comic, uh, all part of the Rise of the Skywalker, or lead up, the lead up, whatever they call it, uh, Journey to the Last Skywalker, that's what it is, Journey to the Last Skywalker as, as the lead up to the final movie in December. Also got a new trailer for Rick and Morty Season 4, which is premiering this November. Uh, They also said Season 5 will come a lot sooner than Season 4 did because they're already working on Season 5, probably next year. I got a little clip with uh, Taika Waititi playing an intern alien working for Jerry and developing an app for him. It was really funny. It's all over over the internet. Uh, Happy to see that that Taika is getting a lot more voice work. That that looks amazing. Uh, Then on Saturday... It was announced that Superman Red Sun will be adapted into a DC universe and or DC animated feature. Uh, so that's their direct-to-video. Superman Red Sun again is another great miniseries. Uh, it's a a what-if story essentially. It's a, a DC Elseworlds where Superman lands in the Soviet Union instead of the U.S. and becomes a Soviet hero. I really enjoy that book. It's got Soviet Batman. It's got Soviet Wonder Woman, essentially all, all the heroes. Hal Jordan is still a Green Lantern, but it's a little bit different of a take on it. Uh, they'll be doing that next year. And then they also announced Superman Man of Tomorrow, uh, which will be a completely original film. It's not based on any current comic storyline or anything like that. And will actually tell the early years of Clark Kent before he becomes Superman. The biggest thing, though, in the morning on Saturday was the Star Trek panel. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, this happened right after the Russo Brothers panel, which unfortunately did not lead to a movie for Community. I want to talk about that because I'm very upset. But anyway, Star Trek. Star Trek. Got a new trailer for Picard, which... Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Show's getting delayed till 2020. Early 2020. Uh, Riker and Troy are confirmed to appear on the show. They actually were filming... Uh, they they said they'll be filming uh, tomorrow. Today's Sunday. They'll be filming uh, tomorrow in front of the camera for Picard. But in the trailer, 
Uh, we got two, two cameos. Seven of nine. So Jerry Ryan is back as seven of nine. I wonder how that ties in. And then Data at the end of the trailer. Now, depending on how you look at Star Trek canon, Data died and B4 took over. And his Data's memories were uploaded into B4, and then B4 essentially became Data. Now, that was in the comics, That's and, and Star Trek Online, which are, uh, when you look at Star Trek canon, there's Alpha canon and Beta canon. That stuff is Beta canon. Uh, they have said for Picard, they have met with the Star Trek Online producers to make sure that they get some of the stories from there um, woven in, because Star Trek Picard takes place after that. I don't know if comic stuff is going to be involved, but Data was in it. Data originally died at the end of Star Trek Nemesis, which is officially the last place in the timeline for Alpha Canon, which is movies and TV shows. So I wonder how that will tie in and how they'll explain Data with Brent Spiner back in Picard. Uh, they also confirmed Hugh will be appearing. Uh, Hugh is uh, the one Borg that they were able to convince to become a singular person in Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, they also announced the Lower Decks cast, which is the new animated series, which will be on CBS All Access. Uh, looks really good. Looks really funny. Uh, it's from the producer of Rick and Morty. And it's actually going to be about the cast. Uh, it's going to be about the crew, the Lower Decks crew. And uh, they do have, like, the captain and bridge crew, and they think the show is about them, but it's not. <laughs> and I'm sure that will allow for some fun interactions. Uh, also announced more short treks, which are their little short short stories. Uh, one will be focused on Spock, one will be focused on Pike, and then we got some news about Star Trek Discovery, and now that it's taking place a thousand years in the future, and the most farthest point in the timeline in Star Trek, so that puts it in the 33rd century, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, Picard looks awesome, I would urge you to watch the trailer, a lot of good callbacks, a lot of unexpected things, I, I can't wait to see where it goes. Next, we got a Watchmen trailer uh, for the Watchmen series coming to HBO later this year. A lot of callbacks to Rorschach, and I did not expect this, but Dr. Manhattan will return in some capacity. Uh, they kind of showed him on Mars in the trailer, and then they showed him walking on a city street in the U.S. I wonder if they'll treat him as an enemy or a friend. If you've read Watchmen, you know what I'm talking about. I can't wait for that show. Watchmen is, is the best graphic novel of all time. Uh, I guess it's considered a miniseries as well. It changed comics forever. I love the movie. I know a lot of people don't. It's the closest thing you could get to adapting Watchmen panel for panel. Uh, minus a few changes that make more sense for the movie than they do in the comic. But I, I can't wait to see. I, and I guess I thought the show was taking place in the 90s. And I guess it's confirmed to take place in a um, 2019. Just an alternative version of 2019. Uh, there was a Simpsons panel. Got our first look at Treehouse of Horror for this year, which is going to spoof Stranger Things of all of all things to spoof. And Matt Gronick also promises that another Simpsons movie will come eventually. They were just so drained after the first one because there, it wasn't a second crew working on it. It was actually the main crew for the show, plus the voice actors. So anytime they were done filming an episode of the show, they'd have to go and do the movie. And it was just mentally and, and physically draining on everyone. So he said once they catch up, once they catch up, they'll, they'll uh, be able to, to possibly work on another one. And then he also hinted at a possible future for Futurama. I wonder if Disney has said things to him now that they own the rights to Futurama. Be interesting. Uh, Marvel Comics had a panel. Um, X-Men is relaunching with six titles this upcoming year, uh, hopefully to, to change things up. And then we also got a, a, a trailer for Westworld Season 3, uh, which is set to premiere next year. And I'm just, I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. That show, that show's wild. I, I, I mean, I've watched both seasons and I still don't, like, and very intricately, and I still don't know what the fuck's going on half the time. And, and, and Season 3 looks to take that to the next level now that they're in, on the mainland and in the cities with everybody. And Nazis somehow. So, I don't know, maybe there was a Nazi land or World War II world. And then, of course, the biggest, biggest panel of the weekend was the MCU panel with Kevin Feige. He announced Phase 4 and beyond. And just a quick rundown, this is Phase 4 right now. Black Widow, uh, he, he teased Phase 4's new beginnings. Black Widow releases May 1st, 2020. The Eternals releases November 5th, 2020. 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, February 12th, 2021. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, May 7th, 2021. Thor, Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021. And then a, a slew of Disney Plus shows. He did announce some other things, but those are not Phase 4. So let's just run down the Phase 4 movies. Uh, Black Widow is confirmed to be both a prequel and will take place between Civil War and Infinity War. Uh, Taskmaster is the main villain. And David Harbour is confirmed to play be playing Red Star, which is like the Russian version of Captain America. And his name is Alexei. And, oh man, that's just too soon. Too, too soon. Uh, the Eternals, uh, which will release in November 2020, also being hailed as a Jack Kirby, like, Bonanza type. <laughs> um, fitting, since it's going to be going up against the New Gods at some point. I mean, the New Gods is, I think, slated for 21 or 22, so. But anyway, uh, it's confirmed that Richard Madden is in it, Selma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, Camille Nanjiani, and Brian Tyree Henry. No, uh... What's her name? Eleven. Can't think of her name now. Uh, she will not be in it. Uh, that's supposed to start filming later this month, early next month, for uh, release next year. Uh, the Eternals have some tie-in uh, to, you know, Thanos and things like this. Uh, next is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. T Tony Lung has been cast as the real Mandarin, as was hinted in both uh, Iron Man 3 and the, the Marvel short films that they did, and uh, one of them was called The Mandarin, where Ben Kingsley's character went to jail and was threatened by, by agents of the real Mandarin. Uh, Aquafina has been cast in an undisclosed role. And then Sima Liu uh, was cast as Shang-Chi. He's an unknown, relatively unknown, from Canada. Uh, the best part about this is he was literally cast last Tuesday after performing his screen test a week from yesterday. Or a week from today. Uh... uh a week in the past, excuse me, so last Sunday. That was quick. Hey, oh, hey, you got cast. Oh, sweet, awesome. Oh, by the way, you got to come to San Diego for Comic-Con on Saturday. That's nuts. Crazy week, tell you what. Uh, be interesting to see how that turns out. Uh, next is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It is confirmed to take place with the multiverse. Uh, it's going to be the first horror movie of the MCU, according to director Scott Derrickson, who is back from the first one. Uh, like I said, it will explore the multiverse. And it will tie in with the WandaVision show, which was previously announced. You know, the Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch and, and Vision show. Uh, and Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch will be co-starring with him. Next, and this was the, the best news of the weekend, if you ask me. Thor Love and Thunder, which is set for November of 2021. Taika is back. Unfortunately, it's a, a delaying Akira, which apparently had been having some script issues. Uh, no matter. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is back as Thor, despite his contract being up. Uh, it will take place before Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Taika confirmed. Also, uh, this Taika was confirmed earlier in the week. I just saved it for this. But here's, here's, a, here's a bombshell. Natalie Portman is back, despite quitting the MCU previously after Thor 2. And will be playing the God of Thunder herself, Thor. Yes, ladies and gentlemen... Jane Foster Thor is going to be in the MCU like she previously was in the comics. Which I can't believe how long ago that was now that that was. Uh, but she will be back. Uh, Tessa Thompson is also confirmed as, as a being in the film. She's Now that she is the king of Asgard, she will be looking for her queen. Wink, wink. And I can't wait for that. Um, uh, just the fact that Taika's back. And then the logo they released for this thing is gorgeous. It's so... It just oozes the 70s, which is really funny, considering Thor Ragnarok's had such a, like, 80s vibe to it. And then, uh, unconfirmed, uh, no release dates, and then not exactly if it's Phase 4 or Phase 5. Uh, Captain Marvel 2 was confirmed. Black Panther 2 was confirmed. Kevin Feige said they will be working on a Fantastic Four movie. Uh, no word yet on if that's going to end Phase 4 or begin Phase 5. And then also announced uh, the final bit, uh, and then uh, he kind of said, like, oh, but we don't have time to talk about mutants right now, so obviously they're working on the X-Men. But Mahershala Ali walked out on stage, and it was announced that he will be playing Blade. Oh. My. Fucking. God. Mahershala is a great actor, for, for starters. Uh, Kevin Feige said, it's like, when Mahershala calls, you don't 
say uh, you pick up immediately and you don't say no to whatever he said. So it was Mahershala's idea to play Blade. Uh, this kind of goes against Wesley Snipes saying that he was being involved in some capacity or some form. While I would have loved to have Wesley back as Blade, Mahershala is just as good, if not better. I'm very stoked on this. Uh, that does not have a release date, is probably years away right now, because I'm sure Mahershala is a busy man. And uh, probably middle to end of Phase 5, more than likely. As you can see, no no Avengers movies were teased. That doesn't mean that they'll be involved in some capacity. Uh, and then also technically part of Phase 4 are the Disney Plus shows, which had been announced a, a couple months back. Um, the only problem is... These shows are coming a lot later than I expected. And uh, technically they're part of the MCU because Marvel Studios is making them, not Marvel TV. Um, and, and we got some confirmations on this. So Falcon and Winter Soldier is officially coming. Uh, that will premiere in fall 2020. Uh, and as we know, Baron Zemo will be back, Daniel Broll, uh, with a comics-accurate mask. He, he kind of teased his purple mask. Uh, I was hoping that this show would come a lot sooner. Since it was announced months ago. Uh, WandaVision again confirmed. Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen will be back playing the Vision and Scarlet Witch. It will explore Scarlet Witch's headspace. And will also feature an older Monica Rambeau. Who is the daughter of the other Rambeau, Captain Marvel's friend. So Captain Marvel's like adoptive niece essentially. Uh, and that will premiere in spring 2021. Kind of makes you wonder, like, why the hell am I getting Disney Plus then? I mean, yeah, The Mandalorian and Clone Wars, but am I just going to cancel this shit until the Marvel stuff comes? And a lot can change between now and then, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Loki is now officially confirmed. Tom Hiddleston is back, obviously. Uh, it will take place during Endgame. So essentially the Loki that stole the Tesseract. Spoilers. Uh, Loki that stole the Tesseract in the, uh, the climax of the film, though, and the time travel stuff. Uh, that will release in Spring 21 as well. Uh, Marvel Studios will have his first animated project with Marvel What If. Uh, it will be narrated by Jeffrey Wright, playing The Watcher. Uh, many previous actors will be reprising their roles in What If scenarios. And uh, already confirmed, Natalie Portman and Haley Atwell. And that will premiere in Summer of 2021. And the newest show, which was not announced earlier, uh, which will be coming, is Hawkeye, uh, starring Jer Jeremy Renner. Uh, he will be training a young Kate Bishop and also explore some of his time as Ronan and expect that in fall of 2021. So a full two years away. Full fucking two years they're announcing a show. How long is it going to take to film? Post-production can't take that long. What the hell are they doing? Better be filming two goddamn seasons if they're doing it this early anyway whoa that's a big giant fucking blowout of marvel right there uh, also got trailers uh, not trailers but also got logos for all the movies i'm excited to see how they go how they do things for for doctor strange 2 and how it's going to be the first horror film I wonder how that, that's going to work out. I know Scott Derrickson kind of did horror before he did Doctor Strange. A lot of horror directors are making their way into superhero movies. But they're all nerds like everybody. I mean, that makes sense, really. And I wonder... So let's see. WandaVision comes out spring 21. Doctor Strange comes out May 21. So I wonder if that show is going to come out like early spring, like March then to be able to tie into a, a movie from may or if they'll be out concurrently I, I though i'm more excited for thor though taika is becoming one of my favorite directors and he i've only really he's only done two major things that i that i've seen and that he's really done i mean hell what we do in the shadows was great watch that on amazon one night loved it thor ragnarok is up honestly one of my top three marvel movies so no no surprise there really no surprise at all uh, it's odd not having any marvel movies though until until next year uh so 
was that uh, April? We had April for Endgame, and now Black Widow won't be out until May. It's weird having a year in between. It's not normal. Not normal at all. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see what this what if turns in it turns into. And going to be a crazy time. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to start getting announcements for casting for Fantastic Four and other things on the horizon. I'm sure we'll start to hear news about early phase five things. Uh, granted, that probably won't go into full effect until late. Uh, production will probably start on that late next year as we'll be in full full planning mode for phase four all of next year so like i said uh so now that black widow's confirmed we know it's been filming for the last couple months so that makes sense it's going to come out early next year the eternals like i said is expected to start filming soon so for uh next november i guarantee shang chi will start filming by the end of this year dr strange will start filming if not the end of this year, early next year. And Thor, probably late next year, they'll, they'll start filming. And then we'll have official word on Phase 5. But that's, uh, that's crazy Marvel blowout right there. I cannot believe they announced all that at Comic-Con. Hey, it was theirs, it was theirs for the taking. DC wasn't there to, to drop any of their bombs, like Harley Quinn or Wonder Woman or anything like that, so... Kind of an odd move by DC. But then again, they make a lot of odd moves over there at Warner Brothers, so who knows. And then, uh, later Saturday night, we had uh, the Warner TV, the DC Comics TV panel. Titans Season 2 is confirmed to release September 6th. Uh, Doom Patrol was surprisingly renewed. Uh, and it will appear on DC Universe and HBO Max at the same time. And that was just renewed, so that probably won't premiere until late next year at the earliest. Uh, Young Justice was renewed for a season four. Very, very excited. We won't have, again, another show we won't have to wait long for the next season as production is already underway on season four. Uh, Burt Ward, of all people, was also announced for the Crisis on all, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. No word yet, though, on if he will be playing uh, uh, Dick Grayson or Robin from his original tenure on the Batman series from the 60s. Uh, I'm sure Adam West, they would have gone for Adam West if, if he was still alive. And hopefully they honor him in some way uh, if Burt Ward ends up playing Dick Grayson, which has been pretty much heavily hinted at. And then... Uh, also got new costumes for Ollie, Laurel, Barry, and Kara. Uh, so in the trailer for Season 8 of Arrow, we see a new new costume for Ollie and for Laurel in a more traditional Black Canary costume. Uh, since she's really the only one with her powers now that Dinah has uh, lost hers. Uh, Barry has a new suit uh, with some extra lines on it. And unfortunately, Grant Gustin just doesn't really have a chin, so... The costume always looks weird on him, uh, in the headpiece at least. And then Kara, or Supergirl, uh, is ditching the skirt in favor of pants. Um, but they said it was a really, really practical reason. It's because uh, Melissa Benoist, the, the the actress who plays her, was just fucking freezing every time they filmed in Van uh, because they film in Vancouver. So that that kind of makes sense. And. Not surprised at all. Canada's fucking freezing. Meanwhile, I'm sweating my ass off because it's a million degrees here in San Diego. Um, but yeah, that was it for Comic-Con. Pretty fucking nuts if you ask me. A lot of shit going down, as always. I haven't been in about ten years. It just, it's, it's so hard to get tickets and it's just too many people. I'm going to try and just focus on WonderCon for the future. It's pretty much just Comic-Con light. It's in Anaheim, less people. So I'm I'm uh I'm more excited for that at this point. And you know, I got Halo Outpost Discovery coming up. 
in August. I got TwitchCon in September. Uh, Halo, uh, Star Wars Celebration next August. So that's uh, that's stuff to look forward to. And uh, before we finish, I just want to talk about Lion King a little bit. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time just because everyone knows the story of the Lion King. I mean, the movie didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, it hit its normal beats. Yeah, I, I had some emotions just because I would have if I was watching The Lion King again. But it, it really didn't do anything for me. At all, really. I mean, don't get me wrong though. The movie was gorgeous. Amazingly beautiful. Half the time I didn't know if I was watching like Planet Earth or some shit. Because it looked like a nature documentary half the time. Whatever technology Disney invented or came up with to make this movie... I, I, they, they're like some kind of voodoo magic over there. But I mean, when you got billions of dollars, you can do things like that. Uh, unreal. Unreal with what they were able to achieve. It, unbelievable. I was in shock, like I said, most of the movie. The music was the same. Uh, the story's the same, minus a uh, bar a few changes that needed to make sense for a, a live action versus a cartoon. Um... Like some of the dance numbers that were in the cartoon obviously couldn't be replicated here. A little more realistic to a point. Uh, the animals didn't weren't really talking. More as they just made it look like it was a normal animal moving its mouth. And the talking came out a little more pronounced, more than usual. Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen stole the show as Timon and Pumbaa, though. I really enjoyed them. That was That was really fun. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor did well as Scar. Did not like his version of Be Prepared, though. It, it sounded good when you first start to listen to it. Like, uh, the the soundtrack was released a, a week or two ago. Um, but, I don't know. I just, I wasn't feeling it as much. John Oliver singing in I Can't Wait to Be King was... I mean, not really singing, but just John Oliver talking was, was really funny. He, he played a really good Zazu. I was nice having James Earl Jones back as, as uh, Mufasa. And honestly, watching this live action version made me realize how, like, I don't know, th this one was two hours, and it still felt, like, really short and rushed, and it's almost like, wow, was the original one like that, too? Uh, but overall, I'd, I'd say, like, a seven, seven out of ten, no nothing special. Uh, the only reason I would say to go see it is just because of how fucking gorgeous it is and, and just beautiful beautiful looking movie but other than that probably just wait for it to be on tv or streaming or something that's it for nick's nerd news thank you guys for listening i know we had a bit of a long episode this week mainly because of comic-con as always check us out on instagram facebook and twitter at nick's nerd news follow us there share subscribe things like that also check us out at nicksnerdnews.com where you can also find the show and listen to it right there in your browser. Or if you prefer to listen on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play locations. Oh, and hey, also on our website, all of our social medias are right there in one place. You can see all of our feeds. Uh, all three feeds, I should say, our feeds. All three feeds right there in one place. And you can also get links to all the pages and like and subscribe there. Uh, thank you guys, as always. Uh... Don't let the haters get you down. Alright? You do you. Fuck them all, is what I always say. Uh, do whatever makes you happy. And I will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one.